What up, world? Your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every day. Coming at you every weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. Welp. <laughs> make it five. The Blazers... Lose to the Cavs on Thursday evening at the Moda Center. We're going to talk about this game, talk about another final two and a half minutes where the game was right there in the balance and the Blazers couldn't get it done. They spoiled a really special night from Damian Lillard. And then I I, I, I got a silver lining to close the show. Um, I like to, at the end of, on Friday shows, I like to leave you with a little bit of positivity. We're not going to, you know, this is a daily show coming every single weekday, but we're not going to talk for a few days. You're not going to hear me talk at you for a few days. Or if you watch on YouTube, you're not going to watch me talk at you for a few days. Um, but so I like to, I like to close Friday's show with like some positivity. It's like, oh, here's the, here's the thing. Here's like a hold on to your joy. And then like, really, this is a special moment. It's getting a little more difficult to do that, but I found something to hold on to. That's what we'll do to close the show. But first let's, let's talk about this basketball game. We'll do what we do. Fastest recap in the West Blazers lose one nineteen one thirteen. 13. You will note didn't score 115 points, and they lost. It's what they do. Portland led for the first four, 43 minutes and 20 seconds of this game. So they led early, 32-27. And Damian Lord set the tone early in this game. He had 11 in the first quarter, but more than that, he had seven field goal attempts and four free throw attempts. Like, he was, he knew this team was struggling. He said, get on my back and ride, fellas. 11 in the first half, 11 in the first quarter, had 25 in the first half. Blazers... Led by 5, 32-27 after 1. Led 58-51 at the break. Had a 14-point lead in the second quarter. I thought they played really well in this game. More on that in a moment. Held on to that lead going into the fourth. Up 91-87 after 3. And 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 again, survived the um, you know, mini bench shifts to begin to end the third quarter and, and begin the fourth. Got the starters back in there and rode them as they've been doing, but it wasn't as... Um, wasn't maybe as aggressive as as they've been with the bench guys because because uh, Shaden Sharp and and also Gary Payton was able to play up to 20 minutes, but they they get through it, they push through it, and still eight minutes into the game, seven minutes into the quarter, they're still up. Donovan Mitchell hits a step back from like the left slot, left wing, like two pointer, very deep two pointer, gives Cleveland their first lead, 4:40 left in the fourth quarter, and. You know the the Cavs hadn't gone away. They were down double digits in the first half, but they hadn't gone away. But you knew they were. You knew that the Blazers, after holding on, and holding on, and holding on for the first forty three plus minutes, were in. You know, once they gave up the lead, you knew they were going to be in a fight because Dame had been so special up to this point. They need him to continue to be so special. The game's tied with two minutes and twenty six seconds left. A Jeremy Grant miss, a Josh Hart turnover, coupled with. Uh, Donovan Mitchell layup and a couple fast break buckets by the Cavs and the Blazers lose this one in the final seconds yet again 119-113 that's your fastest recap in the West Damian Lord had 50 points 16 of 28 from the floor he was 5 of 13 from 3 he had 13 of 15 free throws um, he had the ball in his hands a bunch in this game and had one turnover in 40 minutes and 12 seconds he was fantastic he was so stinking good. Um, you know, 25 in the first half, only six in the third quarter, and then came back late and, and um, made sure that they had a puncher's chance with, with uh, you know, he um, 
he was questionable in this game with a with a left ankle sprain. Uh, he had sustained that in Tuesday's game against the Orlando Magic, and it was like, oh, maybe you know, he played he he played he injured himself in the first half of that game, came back first quarter of that game, came back and played the end of that game and had thirty. Like it wasn't like he um, it was really holding him back, but he didn't shoot well. So those are like, if he plays, is he going to be all right? And then the first two touches he gets in the first quarter. Cash from the right wing, cash from the right wing. Uh, Lamar Hurd even mentioned on the broadcast, get well soon, Lamar Hurd didn't announce the second half, wasn't feeling well, hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, but Lamar mentioned on the broadcast, like, he's going up quick. Like, you could tell he was getting into his shot quickly. Um, Dame scores, you know, six early in the third quarter, comes out for a little rest and comes in to close the quarter. A little bit different substitution pattern for, for the Blazers in this one. Uh, we'll see if that sticks over the weekend. We'll talk about it next week's show. Um, and then he... Just he just turned it on, finished with ten in the quarter, and then brought it home with fifteen in the fourth. Um, <laughs> he was really special. He played every minute for the final fourteen and a half minutes. They left him on the court to go win the game, and he almost did. And I think that's what kind of makes this makes this loss frustrating is that they wasted a really good Damian Lillard night. Uh, I want to talk about more about that. Uh, Jeremy Grant had 22, Yusuf Nurkic had 12 and 12, Anthony Simons had 15. Uh and the Blazers got you know um the bench doesn't score and the, but I thought that Gary Payton played okay in his minutes despite not attempting a shot. Um Shane Sharp was a team high plus 6 as a friend of mine pointed out in his 21 minutes. Um and you know, like this wasn't a game where they got killed killed in the with the minutes when Dame was out of the game. It was just um, they were outscored by one in the game. Dame the minutes Dame sat. They played pretty darn well. They just didn't have it in the final three minutes. Uh, on the other side, Donovan Mitchell had twenty six, but it took him a while to get going. Darius Garland had ten and twenty excuse me, 20 and 10 assists, 17 for Evan Mobley, who had to sit early with foul trouble. And then when he came back in, uh, I thought he really shifted the game. Jared Allen had 24 points and 10 boards. Uh, Ricky Rubio played for the first time this season for your Cleveland Cavaliers and had nine goals into lock on Cavs. They'll probably talk about Ricky Rubio hitting three-pointers from the corner. Uh, listen, I do legitimately think the Blazers played better in this game. I don't think they played well against the, the Magic. I don't. I'm, I'm not like a. Maybe it's rose rose colored glasses to some extent here because I try not to just like bury them when I don't think they deserve it. Um, they played really poorly on Tuesday night against Orlando. It was a bad loss and an ugly one. And and I and I call it like it is. I call it like it is here. I thought they played well in this game. I really did. I thought they played well in this game. I. I I thought the defense played really well in the first half. They got helped out a little bit by the Cavaliers missing some some makeable shots. Like the Cavs were missing some open threes and, and to begin this game and that they made late. But I think for the most part, the Blazers played well. Their defense played pretty well. Damian Lord was fantastic. Like he's he's still one of the best players in the league and he and he showed it tonight. Um he was he knew this team needed a win and he set the tone early and chased it down. You know, a tie game with two and a half minutes left and you lose. They've done this a bunch of times. It's it is deflating. It is like I, if you're listening to this podcast, thanks. Like if it's deflating, it is it is just it is a a deflating group playing a Groundhog's Day type of game. It's just they're caught in this cycle where fourth quarter offensive execution has escaped them in a variety of ways. I, um, against the the Magic, I think they just missed a bunch of clean looks they can make, and and, and tonight against the Cavs. 
one bad miss and one bad turnover from Josh Hart, and that's the difference in the game. Uh, they gave him a couple fast break buckets in there, but like, it's just frustrating as as a as um as as a fan, incredibly frustrating and deflating as just like someone who has to um make a bunch of audio content. Like I I feel like I've 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 said this before, right? Like, I feel like I've hosted this episode a lot recently where, um, where I'm like, yeah, they played pretty well. And then the five for 45 minutes in the game, found themselves in the game. And then they weren't, let's talk about those final three minutes. And also the Blazers went back to an oldie, but goodie that really got them going against one of the best defensive teams in the league. We will talk about both of those things in the second segment. Before we do that, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by linked in. As a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Those targeting tools go beyond just resume data. They're using insights from your job post, insights about your company, and 875 million member profiles on their service to post your job in front of the most qualified candidates. You can identify those most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. Plus, they make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Let's talk about this Groundhog Day. <laughs> this one's familiar, but they did something different. So if you've been listening to the shows this week, um, we're kind of going over some of the bigger themes of, um, you should listen to the shows each week. I do a good job on this podcast and you'll enjoy it. If you're listening to, the, if you're listening to this one now on Friday, you're going to like the ones earlier in the week because um, they'd only lost one game. <laughs> One home game uh, earlier in the week. No, I, I'm I'm kidding, but you, sh- you really should listen to all the podcasts. They're good. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of the work I do here. Regardless, if you listen to the shows earlier this week, we're talking big themes, and one of the big things I've, I, I talked about was Chauncey Billups following that magic game, and I kind of gave my sort of candid opinion on where I'm at with Chauncey Billups. And one of my criticisms of him is that I sometimes think the offense is too too much too many bells and whistles it, ha- it has you know a, a good plan but it's just not enough Damian Lord ner- use of Nurkic pick and roll like I'm a big believer if there's a thing you do really well like at an elite level and Nurk and Dame in a pick and roll is an, an elite combo and has been for many many over several seasons has been one of the best duos in the league um, for a while there was the best high volume duo in the league they're just great at it Dame is a great pick and roll um, player with a lot of folks, but Nurk and him have great chemistry. Nurk's a good screen setter. His his um, he's he's big and he gets and he's and he's a load and you have to pay attention to him getting downhill and he's um, and he's a passer so you can run handoffs and rescreens and all of those obvious things. And I just think the Blazers, you know, they're they're uh, below average in the league and just volume of pick and rolls. I, I want them to go back to it. So against the Cavs, the number two rated defense in the NBA this season, an elite defensive team, like really like a championship level defense. Uh, the Cavs, I, I don't think they're like considered in that inner circle of um, of contenders, and they shouldn't be because they just like don't have a small forward. <laughs> they have uh, they have a variety of players that play small forward, but if they had that real wing, uh, 
between the rotation of Karis LeVert and Isaac Okoro and, and Lamar Stevens, like anyone who could play, a wing who could play on both ends. They had a two-way wing. They're there. They're like championship level good because the defense is great with Evan Mobley and, and Jared Allen. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who didn't play a lick of defense last year in Utah, is, is much more competitive on defense. And Darius Garland's probably a better defender than he gets credit for. Like they're, they're a championship level defense and, and, um, they're like they're they're one of the very good teams in this league for sure in my opinion um so what did the Blazers do they leaned on a whole bunch more Dame and Nurk pick and roll and Dame scored 50 sometimes it's that simple um like I do think it's 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 not always that simple so that's why I say sometimes like I don't think you can just there's a reason why spamming you know 110 pick and rolls a game or however many offensive possessions you get about 50 I guess on average 50 55 so like I, I don't I don't really think like running 35 Damon Nurk pick and rolls is is the the answer but running more than they do certainly was it, the reason that you don't run a bunch is kind of the criticism of the previous coaching staff is that if you just do the same thing over and over again you're too predictable too easy to guard so like I understand the variety I understand getting Dame off the ball in fact I think a lot in this game they would do um, like Dame would get off the ball for a moment they'd run a screen for him to clear out one side so they could run like an empty side pick and roll but they also just ran straight up high pick and rolls with them they just ran it more often in this game and it really worked against an elite defense like I said like I think a team that's like championship level good on defense you run your bread and butter you run a thing that you're great at and you get 50 points out of your star player um Dame was really aggressive looking to get fouls whenever they a Cavs wing had and they put the wings on him they put a Coro on him they put Stevens on him uh they even put Le, uh, Levert on him at the end of the game which is um just size right when but the first two guys when Okoro and Stevens were on him, Dame was twice he got them on each of them on rip throughs because it was like if you're going to be physical with me, I'm going to the line. Early in the third quarter, they got Evan Mobley in foul trouble and helped them uh, win the game because the Blazers' lack of size was exposed against the the Cavs, a gigantic team. But when the Cavs could only play one of their seven footers due to just foul trouble and then rotation stuff, by the time Mobley came back, Jared Allen had to sit like. The uh, Portland was able to take advantage, able to keep the lead, able to not get exposed for being a little bit small up front and not having a, not having currently with the healthy guys they do a, a way to get bigger. So they just ran a bunch of big and rolls. They just ran a bunch of big and rolls and it worked. Um, I am in favor of them doing that more often. I am sure um, without, you know, like... Um, without going deep behind deep behind the scenes on this, like, and, and telling you what I've heard or whatever. Um, like, I... I am sure Damian Lord asked to run more pick and rolls. I'm certain of it. Just the by the his demeanor in this game and the way that they did it, I am sure that him and Chauncey had a conversation and he said, yo, we're struggling. The offense is struggling. Let, let's go back. You know, let's... It always, with like, with everything, with, with coaching and, and players, like, it's why... I'm a big believer in players play is like, it's a balance, right? You kind of just want to run what your guys do best. I am certain Damon Lord requested to, to run more pick and rolls. And then, and then when, when got it, um, because that's what he's good at. And that's what he's comfortable with. It's his comfort level. And back in his comfort level, the dude scored 50 on, on 16 of 28 shooting. <laughs> like, he was really good. He was really good. And part of it was that they kind of simplified the actions that they run for him. It wasn't straight high pick and roll, everybody stand in the corner, but it was like run an action and then everybody spread out and we're going to run a spread pick and roll. Um, kind of maybe the balance. And sometimes they just straight ran it. Let's talk for a moment before we close the show about the final couple minutes. Because there's just, a, there's just, I cannot get this final sequence out of my brain. So I'm going to get it out of my brain and on to the podcast. Blazers come out 
Um, oh, just over three minutes left. The Blazers, um, Damon Lord hunted a foul from a th- on a th- wing three, trying to get a foul call. He'd gotten one earlier that was <laughs> that was very very generous, um, and and he hunted another one. It was a bad shot, right? Just a bad shot. Uh, shouldn't have taken it. Bad shot. He does that probably once a game. T- hunts hunts a three. Um, superstar dude looking for super superstar call. He he literally got one early in the game. Hard to fault him. Um, I'll fault him. It was a bad shot. But Cavs take a timeout. They score. Go up three. Blazers come out of timeout and they run a play where Dame's off the ball. I hated it. It took him 18 seconds to get the ball back to him. He catches it on the wing, isolation, and with six seconds on the clock, a fully cleared outside of the court for Damian Lillard rocks, a fully fully cleared outside of the court with a live dribble and only six seconds left. Not that valuable. Uh, He he swings to, to Anthony Simons and Ant hits a three. I didn't even like the play. The pass to Ant. Ant is really good from that left wing. Uh, I believe according to according to Kirk Goldsberry of ESPN, uh, the league leader in points from that slot left wing three above the break, uh, Anthony Simons, he's standing there. Dame finds him. He hits a three tie ball game. It's tied with two minutes and 26 seconds left. Here we are. The Blazers have, you know, down by as many as five in this at this point, but they've, they've battled back. They're sticking with it. They've been, you know, they led for most of the game. They finally find themselves back, and it's like, okay, we're tied. 226, you need to stop. You need to score. They don't get a stop. Uh, Donovan Mitchell gets a layup. Donovan Mitchell is going to, like, get MVP votes this year. Him getting into the paint um, is, t- he's just really good. He's just a really good offensive player. Not too mad about that particular bucket. Uh, I didn't think that, was, that one was a big deal. You got to score. And the Blazers run a really, you know, they they went back to the bread and butter. They run a pick and roll. The Cavs, the, the Cavs pick it up, swing to the corner, swing up top, or swing to the right slot, right wing. And and Jeremy Grant just misses, misses a wide open three. It's a really good look. The ball moved. The ball moved from side to side. Dame drove left like he wants to do. He was killing, killing getting into the paint off pick and rolls. Killing getting into the paint off pick and rolls. Gets into the paint, draws a ton of attention, ball swings. Jeremy Grant just misses a wide-open shot. No problem. No problem with this one. Uh, the Cavs are good at this. They're one of the best hit-ahead teams in the league. I don't know off the top of my head their pace numbers, but just I, I've watched a ton of them this year. They're really good at hitting the ball ahead in transition. Uh, Evan Mobley contested the three. He leaked out on the shot. When it missed, Donovan Mitchell grabs the board, hits it ahead to the leak out. Uh, Evan Mobley, who dunks. Um, it's... Maybe you want Jeremy Grant to sprint back immediately when he lets the ball go, but it was a clean look at a three. And even if he sprints back, he's probably going to end up a little behind uh, Evan Mobley because of the nature of how uh, shot contests work. They give up a bucket. Now they're down four. Down four with under two minutes to go still in this game. And what do they do? They get Dame the ball on the right-hand side. He's got. They don't bring a screen for him. They're just going to let him go to work. If you bring a screen, you're going to invite a double team. You're going to have to get the ball and get it out. It's just like it's at this point, you just want Dame to beat his man. He has lived in the paint all game. It's Karis Levert on him. You are not worried about... If you're Damian Lord, you see Karis Levert and you say, great, I'm looking past you at the help defense because I know I'm going to get past you. The help defense in the strong side corner. Dame's on the right hand side, right of the free throw line. You see the, above the three point line on the right on the right wing. In the strong side corner, in that right hand corner is Josh Hart. I like Josh Hart being in the strong side corner because if Josh Hart's in the weak side corner on the back end side, you do not have to guard him. You can pull all the way in. Uh, Josh Hart hasn't shot the three. Um, you know he's shooting like thirty four percent from threes. He's right around his, his career average, but he hasn't shot a bunch. He doesn't shoot him. He shoots less than one and a half a game. Does not put the ball up, and everybody knows it. They guard him like it. But so I like him in the strong side corner. That's good. That's good spacing because you 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 typically don't help off the strong side corner in the NBA. And if he's in the weak side corner, you're inviting help. It's good stuff. 
But Donovan Mitchell knows the scouting report. And instead of guarding Josh Hart, he is standing on the block. He's outside of the paint, but he's standing on the block, like the large square at the, at the, um, along the restricted area, along the paint. He's not guarding the strong side quarter in 2023. Damian Lord drives. He's looking past Carol Silvert to the help defense. He knows it's there. He kicks to Josh Hart. You have to shoot the ball. Down four, a minute 30 on the clock. You have to shoot the ball. You have to shoot the ball. You have to shoot the ball. You have to shoot the ball because you're down four with a minute 30 and you've got a wide open catch and shoot three pointer. I don't care who you are. You got to shoot the ball. Drew Eubanks hit a corner three from that same spot. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Josh Hart doesn't shoot the ball. He drives into the paint. He turns it over. The Cavs go the other way. Mitchell gets a fast break layup, and they go up six with a minute and 24 seconds left, and that's your ball game. Now you're down six with less than 90 seconds left. You're in absolute scramble mode. You need, you know, big shot. You need, you need some help. You need to make shots. You need some help. It's been a weird thing all year with Josh. It's been a weird thing all year where he's just stopped shooting. Um, it is one of the strangest developments of in the league, quite frankly. It's it's just it's bizarre. Um, he was one of the league leaders in percentages from the corners last year, among the league leaders. Probably not volume wise to get up there, but he shot over fifty percent from the corners last year. He's freaking great at it. He won a game earlier this year on a corner three. I can understand passing up above the break threes. Uh, they're further away. In the corner, 90 seconds left, catch and shoot. When the dude hasn't been guarding you, you have to shoot the ball. You're not going to get a better shot. It stinks. It stinks. Um, but that leads me to my silver lining. I, 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 I have come out of the darkness, out of the muck. I've, I've dragged myself out of the mud and the despair of watching this basketball team. And I found a silver lining. Let's join me in the final segment of this show. And I will, I'll tell you what I've learned that makes me feel like there's some good news. There's some joy on the horizon. First, bet online. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that is. Blaze play two games over the weekend. You want to fade them against the Mavs. <laughs> place where they're going you can fade them against the Mavs on bet online you don't want to bet on basketball because you want to stay as far away from it you're going to get the NBA uh, excuse me NFL playoffs you're going to get the NHL's regular season you got MLB futures you got soccer all over the globe you can go with combat sports tennis golf whatever it is you name it you're going to find out on bet online don't wait go take advantage today that's bet online where the game starts still a pass first point guard I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's talk silver linings. When Josh Hart doesn't shoot the ball with a minute and 30 seconds left and turns it over, dribbles from the corner into the, basically to the elbow and, and gets the ball knocked away and leads to a fast break layup that effectively ends the game, I thought to myself two things. One, man, is this going to be an unpopular podcast episode? And two, what am I going to say nice about this team? Uh, I'll take you behind the bit a little bit, behind the behind the show a little bit. Uh, I often watch these games with my wife. She's a big basketball fan, and I will say, "Hey, what should I what should I do? What should what like? Wait, you're a Blazer fan. Like, what what should I talk about?" And she literally said, "I don't know. I don't like watching this team right now." Nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. 
Um, I think that's, that is the general consensus, my dear. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm committed. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately committed to, to finding a silver lining, to finding reasons to be um, positive about this team. And when Josh Hart missed that shot, I, I, I racked my brain for what to do. And, and I landed on this. Here's my silver lining. Here's my, here's my reason to be hopeful about this team. There is no way the roster looks like this in a month. There's no way. They do not have enough shooting to be competitive. They do not have enough shooting to be competitive. They're missing guys right now. Uh, the the Blazers announced today in a, in a press release. Um, this is Friday, January 13th show. So on Thursday, January 12th, they have released a press release that said that Nazir Little had... Um, been upgraded to doing on-court work and his time his he was tbd but he had you know he's progressing in his rehab from a fractured bone in his hip and he is he's taking the next step and he's doing on-court work uh reporters who have seen him have said he's you know they've seen him doing work at practice they've seen him um casey holdall of trailblazers.com posted a video of him getting shots up pre-game like uh justice or excuse me nazir little out there getting getting back but even when he's back not a shooter the other guy justice winslow the blazers say he's going to be out at least two more weeks with with his ankle sprain uh you'll remember as recently as yesterday on this podcast that i I told you that some um i had heard whispers that uh, justice himself was confident he could be back in one and two weeks guess who doesn't share that confidence the blazers training staff who in the language in the press release said at least two weeks so um two plus two plus for justice but even if those dudes get back who are going to help who are going to help they're not going to help the shooting. Um, Gary Payton, he played 20 minutes, 20 and a half minutes tonight. Uh, you would assume that his minutes restriction has bumped from 15 to 20 as he continues to ramp up. Um, did not attempt a field goal. 0 for, 0 for 0. Did not did not attempt a field goal. Him and Josh Hart combined to go 1 of 5 from the floor. Even full, even in full with the like complemental wings they have, they don't have enough shooting. Uh, Trent Watford, out of the lineup right now, non-shooter. Jabari Walker took his place, non-shooter. Um, Shaden Sharp, a 19-year-old, he went 0 for 1 from 3 um, on, a, on a corner look from, from the right corner. He is, in theory, a, he, a guy who can shoot, but I would not describe him as a shooter. He's not like a movement shooter. He's a slasher at this point in his career. Um, I think he can develop into a very good shooter, but he's not there. They just don't have the shooting. They don't have the shooting, and it was it couldn't have been more evident in that final sequence. Um, it wasn't the final sequence because there were 90 seconds left, but in that late sequence against the Cavs. So here's my silver lining. Here's, what, here's, here's why you should reason to have positive thoughts about this team. They're going to make a move. They're going to make a move. There is no way with as good as Damian Lillard looks right now, 50 points in this game, and he was blowing by fools to the rim, getting to the rack on a bum left ankle. He's questionable in the game, and there was no question how good he and aggressive he was right away, 50 on on, on like 60% shooting. He was, was good. He was very, very good. Um you can't waste how special he is. You have to try to upgrade the roster. And what this team needs is a couple more shooters. One, at a minimum, one more shooter. I came away watching the end of this game thinking, well, they're going to make a move. So there's a silver lining. Things are going to change because they have to. Um, there's, there's not, they're not going to be stagnant. They cannot, they will not. I mean, I just, I know them. Like this is just, this is a guess, this is an educated guess based on everything they've said. A move is coming. There is no way a month from now this team looks the same. So if you are frustrated watching this team, there's your reason to be excited because this team 
is temporary and another version of the steam is coming soon that's going to do it for today's show this week's shows uh go back to listen to the shows this week they're a lot of fun mark schindler was on the podcast uh yesterday he is a great basketball mind we talked in blazers at mid-season i did a show on Anthony simons did a, a, a long show on on chauncey billups all of the all of the big topics you want covered are right here on lockdown blazers so tell your friend about it or friends, tell multiple friends, not just one. I would help if you tell one. It would be really helpful if you told three. Um, so go ahead and do that and then come back for next week because we'll have more shows five days a week wherever you get podcasts. Make it your first listen. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.